Today is 26 February. It's almost March, folks. February is a very short month, and uh, uh, so it's 26 February. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. The abacus is fixed. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Dan and Deb Murphy, and you're from Shipshawana, Indiana. Indiana, okay? Um, I do um, mission work every Saturday with a couple of guys. One is from Fort Wayne and one is from Indianapolis. Where are you in relation to them? North of Fort Wayne an hour. Oh, wow. North of Fort Wayne. So it gets cold up there? I mean, it gets it snows and it... Because uh, we don't get that down here, so I have no way to conceive... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, welcome to you both. It's wonderful to have you here. And uh, let's see here. Uh, I have an announcement. I uh, say this about every two years. I've been saying it for the past 10 years. And um, it's something I mentioned at the Bible class on Thursday. But I'm so happy to have this that I'm just so giddy. I thought I'd share it with the people that don't attend the Bible class. Is that uh, every two years I have to take what are called continuing education units, CEUs, and that way I get to keep my licenses, which I uh, possess from my previous life. I was in the water and wastewater treatment business, and uh, I finished up the CEUs, and I uh, waited, and they got updated into the system, and uh, once that happened, then I sent them my check, and I renewed my licenses. So if you need an emergency water or wastewater treatment, let me know and I'll take care of you. I can come up there and get your plant back in shape. Um, one of my friends actually emailed me after class and he said, um, I, uh, I'm curious about, um, uh, uh, what is it, the home water treatment systems. He said, because you have expertise in this field, what do you recommend? And I said, I don't know, because we never did that. We do it on a, a millions of gallon scale. We take all of the water that is going out to the community and we treat it in that manner. Or we take all of the bad water that goes from the community and we turn it back into good water. And uh, so I can't really help you with the, the small things, but what he sent me, he sent me a couple of ideas and uh, they were good systems. Uh, one thing that I always try to tell people with this, I said it Thursday, I want to say it again, is that if you have a home purifying system for your water, if you have like reverse osmosis or if you're drinking distilled water, that's not good for you. Okay, you do not want to do that. If you are drinking something that is like that, you want to add minerals back in or take vitamin mineral supplements because that type of water will actually rob those minerals from your body. And you don't want to do that. That's not a healthy thing to do. It might be good to have, you know, water that you think is pure and fresh and all that, but it's not really healthy for your body. Um, I drink pretty much any water in the world except water that somebody else has treated because it doesn't interest me. I don't care if it's in the tap or if it's somebody's well and it stinks like sulfur. I grew up with that type of water. And I'll tell you, this is how uh, bad water can be for you. This is an example to help you understand this. We grew up, my brothers and I, on Siesta Key. And back then, all we had were wells, okay? And we drank the water. It was so hard, the water, that you couldn't get a lather with soap. 
you did much better going out into the salt water and taking a, a, a bath in the bay. And if it rained, that was the best thing in the world because you'd stand under the eaves of the house and you get all lathered up and you were so happy. Unless it stopped raining, then you had to go jump in the bay to get the salt, I mean the water, the soap off of you. But um, uh, we drank that water for many years and never, not one of the three of us ever had a cavity, ever. The year after they put in public water, all three of us had cavities, okay? Uh, so uh, my broken tooth here is not a cavity. That was an accident, so that doesn't count. But um, uh, you want to make sure that you have minerals in your diet, okay? You can get a certain number from your vegetables and stuff like that, but you want to take supplements if you were purifying your water or drinking that junk that you get at the store, okay? And plus, you're killing the environment with all that plastic, so whatever. That's my, uh, my thing on that. We can get into the update now. Some news from Israel from JNS. After Biden sent $1 billion to the PLO, Israel deaths rose 900%. When Secretary of State Blinken met with the PLO, and this is the same thing that happens with anything that the left does. If the left does it, it will turn out wrong. Trust me on this. Secretary of State Blinken met with PLO leader Mahmoud Abbas last month. He boasted over the $1 billion in aid that the Biden admin had programmed for the terrorist territories. That aid has come with a very heavy price. In February 2019, President Trump's total cutoff of aid to the Palestinians became official. That year, 10 Israelis or people in Israel controlled areas were killed in stabbings, shootings, rocket, and other attacks, down from 12 the previous year, 15 in 2017, 16 in 2016. In 2020, however, only three Israelis were killed. These numbers reflected the diminished capacity of the Islamic terrorists. The reduction in numbers was not due to the pandemic. The year still saw attacks, including fire bombings, rocket launches, and stabbings. But the success and lethality rates for these attacks were lower. The numbers turned around dramatically once again in 2021. In April 2021, the Biden admin restored aid to the PLO. Terror incidents reflecting attack attempts shot up sharply from 91 in February and 89 in March to 130 in April. By May, major fighting had resumed with 13 Israelis, including two children, killed. By the time the year was over, 17 people in Israeli areas had been killed. The over 400% increase in deaths was only the beginning. In 2022, 31 Israelis or people in Israeli areas were killed, up from only three in 2020, for a massive 900% increase in casualties since the restoration of foreign aid to the terrorists. This was the worst death toll since 2015 under Obama. From Democrat to Democrat, you have death. That's just the way these things work. They throw money at a problem instead of throwing the Bible at a problem. And I don't mean throw your Bible. I'm talking about throwing out verses and, and wisdom from the Bible. But in January, in the first half of February, 10 Israelis have already been killed, including a six-year-old boy and his eight-year-old brother three times as many as have been killed in the past month. And as in all of 2020, that's a 233% increase over 2020 in just a fraction of a year. But it's also marked month-to-month -month escalation from 2022, which featured no attacks at all in January or February. More people have already been killed by the terrorists in 2023 than through most of March 2022. 
Times of Israel. Israel exports crude oil for the first time, with shipment heading for Europe. Israel is exporting crude oil material for the first time with a shipment headed to Europe from the country's offshore Karish gas field, according to Greek gas company Energian. The London and Tel Aviv listed firm is in charge of production at the Karish and Tanin natural gas fields in Israel's economic waters in the Mediterranean. In a statement, Energian said the first ever lifting of an Israeli crude oil cargo has taken place at the company's Karish field and a cargo ship of hydrocarbon gas liquids extracted from natural gas and then used in a mixture to make crude oil was exported to global markets for the first time in the history of Israeli oil and gas production. This creates a significant differentiated income stream of a multi-cargo marketing agreement with Vital, the first of a new source of East Mediterranean energy to reach Europe. The Karish and Tannine fields contain a total of around 75 billion cubic meters of natural gas. About 12 billion cubic meters are consumed annually in Israel. Karish is Israel's third offshore natural gas rig, joining Tamar and Leviathan, with each connected to the mainland by separate infrastructure. Israel began exporting natural gas in 2017 in a first deal with neighboring Jordan and then Egypt as it started a path toward energy independence, which has largely shielded it from the worst of the ongoing energy crisis sparked by the Russian war on Ukraine last year. And I expect this to increase. They're still drilling for oil within the borders of Israel, and my thought is that that will happen eventually. And if it does, they'll have plenty of oil for their country and probably more to export. So this may be, it's one of the possible hooks in the jaw to bring uh, uh, Gog, Magog down on them. It also could be simply attacking Iran, Iran being now in alliance with Russia, and Russia saying, well, we're not going to tolerate that. We don't know, but uh, these are different possibilities for whatever the Bible says is going to happen. From Globes, Israel-China free trade pact expected this year. Trump was able to stave this off, and unfortunately, that's no longer the case. Israel and China are close to completing negotiations on a free trade agreement, which could be signed this year. The Chinese had planned for the pact to be signed last year, but the lockdowns because of the COVID-19 pandemic and the inability to conduct face-to-face -face meeting led to delay in the talks. Within the next two months, a further meeting will be held between the teams formulating the agreement. Internal sources describe it as one of the most decisive meetings at which further technical details will be ironed out. The agreement is expected to upgrade trade between Israel and China, which is now Israel's main trading partner. Among other things, the agreement will put an end to the 7% duty levied on Chinese cars imported into Israel. Although it's not clear whether this will have any material effect on prices, given the weakness of the shekel and rising prices of electrical vehicles in China itself, last year imports of Chinese cars, including Tesla cars manufactured in China, rose by 276%. There's one other reason why the 7% duty may not uh, lower the price of cars in Israel is because Israel may just tack on another 7%. They're very good about getting money out of their citizens. So there's a couple different possibilities there. But okay, we got some news concerning Christianity. And I had Brandon email me this week and he said, I started listening to your sermons before the lockdowns and COVID started spreading. And I realized I have listened to every single message and I'm three years older. My daughter is now too. So 
hats off to Brandon. He's in the Word of God, and he's uh, enjoying it. And uh, uh, if you want to know what is being said in all these Old Testament types and pictures, and why is this obscure story there, we talk about those things every single week. We've been in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. We're in Joshua right now, filled with pictures of Christ. Uh, We also have done the smaller books of Jonah and Ruth and Esther. So if you're wondering what's going on in those, it won't take you long to get through any of those three books. But there you go. From The Guardian. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this properly. And so if an Australian uh, doesn't like the way I pronounce it, I'm sorry, mate. Okay. Um, We Ambilla. I guess is how you pronounce it. Weambilla shootings labeled Australia's first Christian terrorist attack. Now, this may seem innocuous. You had a bunch of lunatics out on a farm to kill a couple police officers, and then they were all killed. Okay, that does sound like, you know, great, they got rid of some miscreants. But the fact that they are calling this Christian terrorism is a real problem because Christians are not, and they never have been terrorists. Lunatics are. Okay, in December, four junior officers who tried to enter the property of Gareth, Nathaniel, and Stacy Train for what police described as a routine missing person check were instead met with a hail of bullets, killing two, sending one running for his life with a bullet wound and the fourth hiding in long grass that her assailants set ablaze. A neighbor was later shot and killed before a shootout with the police left all three trains dead. And the Queensland Police Deputy Commissioner, Tracy Linford, told reporters that in the weeks since the attack, police and security agencies had trawled through Stacy's diary and the trio's phones and online communications to piece together their motives for the attack. Our assessment has concluded that Nathaniel Gareth and Stacy Train acted as an autonomous cell and it executed a religiously motivated terrorist attack. The Train family members, you know, this is like saying um, that... David Koresh was obviously a lunatic. He had very little to do with uh, Christianity, except he had a Bible. And uh, that it would be the same thing as them saying, well, that's a Christian terrorist attack and all Christians are in the same lump. That's what this is doing. The trained family members prescribed to what we would call a broad, now listen to this, broad Christian fundamentalist belief system known as premillennialism. I mean, half of the churches in Australia are pre-millennialism, maybe not anymore, but simply means that they are targeting regular Christians now. I'm not an expert in that, but in its basic interpretation is that there was a belief that Christ will return to the earth for a thousand days. They got that wrong, but... A thousand, obviously not an expert, but a thousand days provide peace and prosperity, but it will be preceded by an error or period of a time of tribulation and widespread destruction and suffering, which is what this church teaches, is that Christ is left, the church is here, the church will be removed, the world will go into the tribulation period, and then after that, Christ will return And there will be a thousand years, not days, a thousand years of peace on earth. Okay? This is all that most normal, fundamental, dispensational teaching churches teach. And they're saying that this is something that people have to watch out for now. 
Okay. Linford said the COVID pandemic, climate crisis, global conflict, anti-vaccine and anti-government sentiment and social disparity had seen the trains spiral into increasingly radical theological beliefs. What you believe, if you believe what I just said and what this church teaches is now radical theological belief in Australia. And because it's that way in Australia, they will say it is that way here. Christian extremist ideology has been linked to other attacks around the world, but this is the first time we've seen it occur in Australia. So they're saying that what David Koresh did is the same thing as what these lunatics did, and what these lunatics did is based on your belief that Jesus is going to return after the tribulation period. U.S. News. More than 100 priests suspected of abuse remain active in Portugal's Catholic Church. Okay, we got a problem with people believing that Jesus is going to return the way the Bible says, and we don't have a giant problem with a hundred priests suspected of abuse remaining active in the church in Portugal. According to the head of a commission investigating the issue, the commission, which started its work in January 2022, said in its final report that at least 4,815 children were sexually abused by members of the RCC in Portugal, mostly priests, over 70 years. It added that the final, and that's only the ones that came forward and said, some people are just so terrified of what happened, they just want to never acknowledge it. Um, describing the 4815 cases as the absolute minimum number of victims. That's the ones they are absolutely certain about. There's an approximate number of accused priests, and it will clearly be more than 100. The commission said it was preparing a list of accused priests still working to send to the church and to the public prosecutor's office. Stretched said those on the list should be removed from their roles or at least should be banned from interacting with children and teenagers during the investigation. From the Insider, a famed a cappella group says a Christian college in Florida canceled its concert because of some members' sexualities. Okay, the college said a member of the group maintained a lifestyle that contradicts scripture. Now, this became news that a Christian college said what they're doing doesn't meet our standards, which are based on the Bible, and therefore we're not going to have them show up, and that has become a problem. The group has performed at Pensacola Christian College before. Famed a cappella group, the King's Singers, said Florida's Pensacola Christian College canceled their concert on Saturday, a week ago, seemingly over concerns about some of the members' sexualities. In a statement, the King's Singers said they were deeply saddened to learn the concert, which was scheduled for February 11th and open to PCC in Pensacola, Florida, community members were canceled just two hours notice. The school gave its reasons for cancellation as concerns expressed about the lifestyle of members of our group. We were all racking our brains to think, goodness me, what could this possibly be about? Listen to this. According to Brewerton, the group then concluded that the cancellation was due to one of the members posting online about his relationship with another man. Oh, we can't figure why would they want us not singing at their Christian college. That's the world we're living in. Some news from the Mideast and Africa today from Breitbart. China agrees to boost cooperation against terrorism with its biggest state sponsor, Iran. Woo! Chinese dictator Jinping and his Iranian counterpart Raisi published a joint statement affirming their desire to boost cooperation in the battle against terrorism. 
as well as strengthen commercial and national security ties. Yeah. Raisi concluded a three-day visit to Beijing in which he met with Xi and attended several events with Chinese regime-approved business leaders and Iranians working in China. Xi and Raisi last met during the Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit in Uzbekistan in September, where Xi reportedly extended the invitation. China and Iran are close ideological and geopolitical partners, endorsing each other's human rights abuses at global platforms such as the UN. Iran is the world's foremost state sponsor of terrorism, heavily funding global jihadist groups such as the Shiite terrorist organization Hezbollah and widely believed to have orchestrated the deadliest terrorist attack in the Western Hemisphere before September 11th, the 1994 bombing of the Argentine-Israeli Mutual Association in Buenos Aires. The CCP regularly claims extreme concern over terrorism, but largely uses the term as cover for its ongoing genocide of majority Muslim people indigenous to occupied East Turkestan, the majority of whom are ethnic Uyghurs. Beijing claims that East Turkestan is home to a jihadist group called the East Turkestan Islamist Movement, which the United States removed from its foreign terrorist organization list in 2020 on the grounds that it could find no evidence that the group was real. They make up a terrorist group, they say these people belong to it, and then they start killing them. From the Jewish press. Iran is mapping Jewish leaders worldwide for assassination if Israel strikes. Catherine Perez Shakdam, a Middle East scholar and research fellow at a think tank, met Iran's supreme leader Ayatollah Al Khamenei in February 2017. She believes, this is kind of funny, that he was unaware that she is Jewish. According to Perez Shakdam, the only thing Khamenei fears is an Israeli attack. He believes Netanyahu's threats, and he knows that for now, Israel is militarily superior. During her trip, Perez Shakdad was told of a plan to map key Jewish figures around the world for Iran's assassination squads. The idea was to identify all prominent NGOs run by Jews who was doing what was in each business sector and the important rabbis. They wanted to figure out their influence and where they lived, with their families in order to target them. From the Times of Israel, Gallant says Iran is in talks with 50 countries to sell missiles and drones. Deaf Minister Gallant on Friday accused Iran of advancing sales of missiles and drones to dozens of countries in violation of a 2015 UNSE resolution. Iran is currently holding discussions to sell advanced weapons, including UAVs and PGMs, which are precision-guided missiles, to no less than 50 different countries. Iran is no longer a local supplier serving proxies in the Middle East. It is a multinational corporation, a global exporter of advanced weapons. From Belarus and East Europe to Venezuela and South America, we have seen Iran delivering UAVs with a range of up to 1,000 kilometers, he said. Resolution 2231 bans Iran from exporting ballistic missiles and drones with a range of over 300 kilometers and a payload of more than 500 kilograms until October of 2023, which hasn't happened yet. All of this takes place while the missile embargo on Iran is still in effect, an embargo that will expire this year. 
Time is running out while an evil regime traffics weapons, he said. The international community must create an effective alternative to the dying embargo, a practical mechanism of deterrence and consequences, which will never happen. As long as the guy in the White House is in the White House, it will never happen. From the Times of Israel, kind of laughable, after protest crackdown, Iran tells Afghanistan to improve conditions for women. <laughs> now something interesting from Mongolia, from News. Could casinos be a jackpot for Mongolia's struggling economy? Let's hope not, but a renewed attempt to open the country's first casino in more than two decades is now underway as Mongolia looks for new avenues of economic growth. A bill to legalize casinos, betting, lotteries, and horse racing was submitted to Parliament in December and is making its way through various committees. The hope is that foreign visitors can be encouraged to make bets on slot machines and at poker tables after visits to the open steps of the Mongolian countryside. They will skip that part and they'll go straight to the slots. I know the Asians. Americans may do it as well. I don't know, but I was in Asia for uh, six full years. Actually, I'm sorry, nine full years. And uh, they go straight to the casinos when they have money in their pocket. I'm not saying all Asians. I'm saying it's just a cultural thing that you see. Largely dependent on mining, Mongolia is looking for ways to diversify its economy and boost growth as it faces headwinds. Its currency has lost 22% of its value over the past 12 months, and GDP has fallen to 2.5% after being in double digits a decade ago. My guess is they will do it because people want money, and they will do it at almost any expense. So, we'll see. Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. From neuroscience, this is very interesting actually, mushrooms magnify memory by boosting nerve growth. Researchers from the University of Queensland have discovered the active compound from an edible mushroom that boosts nerve growth and enhances memory. Professor Frederick Meunier from the Queensland Brain Institute said the team had identified new active compounds from the mushroom. Herisium iraceus. Extracts from these so-called lion's mane mushrooms have been used in traditional medicine in Asian countries for centuries, but we wanted to scientifically determine their potential effect on brain cells. Preclinical testing found the lion's mane mushroom had a significant impact on the growth of brain cells and improving memory. Laboratory tests measured the neurotropic effects of compounds isolated from Heracium aranaceus, I'm not even going to bother, from this mushroom on cultured brain cells. And surprisingly, we found that the active compounds promote neurons, neuron projections extending and connecting to other neurons. Now, before I go on, have you ever gotten that email that everybody sends around once a year that shows that different types of fruit affect the different types, uh, the different parts of the body that the fruit looks like. Have you ever seen that email? There's, type it in, fruits that affect parts of the body that look like that part of the body, okay? Something like that, and you'll see it. There, there'll be a website that has it on there. What do you think that this mushroom looks like? Brain. A brain. It's, it's amazing. And God has given us all of these different things in nature and says, if you eat this, it'll help this. I, it's, just, it's like a... a manual to show you what will help you in this area. I, amazing. Where can you get that mushroom? What's that? Where can you get that I don't mushroom? know, and the article doesn't say, but if you remind me, I will look it up and I will send you an email to tell you where you can get it. 
Okay, using super resolution microscopy, we found the mushroom extract and its active compounds largely increase the size of growth cones, which are especially important for brain cells to sense their environment and establish new connections with other neurons in the brain. Co-author UQ's Dr. Ramon Martinez Marmol, why can't anybody have a simple name, said the discovery had applications that could treat and protect against neurodegenerative cognitive disorders such as Alzheimer's disease. Our idea was to identify bioactive compounds from natural sources that could reach the brain and regulate the growth of neurons, resulting in improved memory formation. Dr. Dae Hee Lee from CNG Bio Company, which has supported and collaborated on the research project, said the properties of lion's mane mushrooms had been used to treat ailments and maintain health in traditional Chinese medicine since antiquity. This important research is unraveling the molecular mechanism of lion's mane mushroom compounds and their effects on brain function, especially memory. Very interesting. Okay. What's that? China. China, absolutely. Well, the Chinese looked at things and said, well, that looks like a brain. Let's eat it. And then their brain got better. Okay. Um, it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. From Florida Department of Health. I promised you last week I would read this, so I'm now reading it to you. Health alert on mRNA COVID vaccine safety. This came from the state of Florida. Everybody know that our Surgeon General in Florida was the one to speak out out of all the Surgeon Generals on this issue. And now he's published this for all of Florida, all Florida Department of Health. And then from there, it goes out to all nurses and doctors. This is standard operating procedure for Florida now. The COVID-19 pandemic brought many challenges that the health and medical field have never encountered. Although the initial response was led by a sense of urgency and crisis management, they're being very gracious. The state surgeon general believes it is critical that as public health professionals, responses are adapted to the present to chart a future guided by data. The state surgeon general is notifying the healthcare sector and public of a substantial increase in VAERS reports from Florida. That's the reporting that you do. It's the CDC open site. I have a problem. I'm reporting it to the CDC. This has been going on for years and years and years. This is nothing that has just came, come into existence. Doctor sees a problem, he reports it. It goes to this site, okay? I'm going to read that part again. Increase in VAERS reports from Florida after the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. In Florida alone, there was a 1,700% increase in VAERS reports after the release of the COVID-19 vaccine. Does everybody remember the number that I said that the military had reported over? It was a week ago. I said that the military has reported this percent higher. It was 1,700%, exactly what Florida. That tells you this is not an aberration. This is the standard. Okay, 1,700% uh, after the release of the vaccine compared to an increase of 400% in the overall vaccine administration for the same time period. The reporting of life-threatening conditions increased over 4,400%. This is a novel increase and was not seen during the 2009 H1N1 vaccination campaign. There is a need for additional unbiased research to better understand the COVID-19 vaccine's short and long-term effects. The findings in Florida are consistent with various studies that continue to uncover such risks. They're identical to the military study, identical. 
To further evaluate this, the Surgeon General wrote a letter to the FDA and the CDC illustrating the risk factors associated with the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines and emphasizing the need for additional transparency, which will never happen. According to a study, Freeman J. et al. vaccine, 2022 mRNA COVID-19 vaccines were associated with an excess risk of serious adverse events, including coagulation disorders, acute cardiac injuries, Bell's palsy, and encephalitis. The risk was 1 in 550 individuals, which is much higher than other vaccines. A second study, Sun CLF et al., Science Representative 2022, found increased acute cardiac arrests and other acute cardiac events following mRNA COVID-19 vaccination. Additionally, Doug Barreld, J et al., JAMA Network Open 2022, assessed the risk of thromboembolic and thrombocytopenic events related to COVID-19 vaccines and found preliminary evidence of increased risk of both coronary disease and cardiovascular disease. While the CDC has identified safety signals for stroke among individuals 65 and older following the bivalent booster administration, there is a need for additional assessments and research regarding safety of all mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. To support transparency, the state of Florida reminds healthcare providers to accurately communicate the risks and benefits of all clinical interventions to their patients. In other words, you must report what we are telling you, including those associated with the COVID-19 vaccine, as additional risks continue to be identified and disclosed to the public. The state of Florida remains dedicated to protecting communities from the risks of COVID-19 and other public health concerns, a little poke there, specifically promoting the importance of treatment and promoting prevention through healthy habits. We encourage our healthcare partners and providers to do the same. And if you don't, you're going to lose your Florida license. I guarantee it. Morality is declining from Life News. Uh, you know what happened this two weeks ago? I just did an article on uh, health, right? Come here. She's not going to come up. My wife is not going to come up. She has decided to retire. My wife is retiring. I've been asking her for this for years and years and years. And she's going to now retire. It's going to be on 31 July. Her license is expiring and she's not going to renew it, which forces her into this position, which is exactly what I did when I left the military. I declined promotion testing. And by doing so, you cannot reenlist. And I did that years in advance. So I would never be tempted with here's another stripe or here's a great assignment. I wanted to come back to Florida. So I came back to Florida and that's that. Well, she is retiring. Congratulations to Miss Garrett. Very, very happy for you. Okay. Morality is declining from Life News. Joe Biden is secretly trying to change HIPAA rules to promote abortion nationwide. The department portrays the proposed rule change as an effort to protect the privacy of women seeking abortions. In other words, you can't give out any HIPAA information without violating the law, which is what they've been doing for the past two years yeah. with your information. Yeah. But in order to get them to have abortions, a person says, I want to have an abortion. It becomes a HIPAA issue and nobody can know about it. And now you can't control it any longer. It's a way of getting around the states. 
Okay, but really it could interfere with the state's authorities' ability to protect unborn babies and mothers from abortionists who break the law. The proposal appears to be an attempt to twist HIPAA to use it as a bludgeon against the Dobbs decision and interfere with cooperation with law enforcement. It could also scare medical providers from cooperating with police in states where abortion is restricted. This is what they want to do in this nation. From Town Hall, Pentagon announces policy changes to turn DOD into abortion travel agency. They can't use funds directly to pay for abortions, so they're going to do it indirectly. Just going around the law, just going around the intent of the law. Essentially, the Biden admin is providing a taxpayer-funded workaround to allow service members and their families to obtain non-covered abortions as they are stationed in a state where laws have been passed to protect the unborn. Death, death, death. That's all they think about. Death. Yahoo. Abortion could be prosecuted as a homicide in a new Kentucky bill. Fox. South Carolina lawmakers move toward ban on abortion from conception. Breitbart. Measure to enshrine abortion in Virginia Constitution is defeated. Breitbart. Texas professor tells elementary school teachers to interrogate whiteness. Little children. Go interrogate whiteness. Mail online. Outrage after six-year-olds told they must wear pride shirts to play soccer at halftime of an A-league game. Mail online. Doctors from St. Louis Transgender Clinic told teachers to affirm an entire group of fifth graders, despite fears they were being influenced by their friends. Whole classes, I want to convert. You have to affirm that. You think that was just by accident? Got some other news from around the world here from NSSF. California goes full woke on banking discrimination against the firearm industry. Never underestimate the ability of California lawmakers to embrace the wildest ideas when it comes to eliminating gun rights. Other states are pushing back on woke banking discrimination. Not California. There's an effort there to require it. State Senator Dave Min introduced SB 637, which requires that California's public finances cease business with any banks or lenders that have business relationships with firearm manufacturers. Do you think that they're not going to pass this law? They will pass it. The bill would affect every aspect of California's finances, including municipal bonds, capital projects, and the state's debt. It would be easy to say this is California taking the opposing track to what Texas did with the FIND Act. That's the law that states if corporate banks hold discriminatory policies, they cannot compete for state or municipal contracts. Those corporate banks are free to discriminate if they choose, but forfeit the ability to profit from Texas taxpayer-funded contracts. The difference between these laws and California's legislation is that California's proposal requires corporations to discriminate for the sole reason that firearm manufacturers are in the business of making guns. It's exactly the opposite. You cannot say they're the same thing. They're exactly the opposite. From Fox, San Francisco considers repealing law that boycotted conservative states over anti-LGBTQ abortion legislation. They want to repeal the law that they put in place. This is a great idea. We're going to do this. It didn't work out so well. Typical liberal not thinking things through. The move was largely seen as a boycott to pressure other states and prevent the city from engaging in business with those whose values it deemed antithetical to its own. 
A February 10th report from city administrator office found the law had been costly and ineffective, with only one state being removed from the boycott list. Since 12X became operative, the number of banned states has grown from eight states in 2017 to 30 in 2022. The increase suggests that the city's threat of boycott may not serve as a compelling deterrent to states considering restrictive policies. It also found the contracting ban itself had raised San Francisco's contracting costs by roughly 10 to 20 percent and could even be higher if more states are added to the list. So they just shot themselves in the foot and they kept shooting and kept shooting and they finally said, our foot is no longer there. We need to do something. From Visual Capitalist, which countries pollute the most ocean with plastic waste? China. China. Any others? I'm absolutely certain it's got to be America. I mean, come on, it's got to be the U.S. India. India. Okay, he says India, China. Okay, got two Chinas in India. Do I have, like, can I raise it 10%? Can I? Okay. <laughs> Some might think that the countries producing or consuming the most plastic are the ones that pollute the oceans the most. Hence, America is the big perpetrator. But that's not true. For example, China generates 10 times the plastic waste that Malaysia does. However, 9% of Malaysia's total plastic waste is estimated to reach the ocean in comparison to China's 0.6%. That's a metric ton rating. Number one, the Philippines, 356,371 metric tons every year. Now, I won't read all the other 10, but I will tell you the rest of the world combined has 176,012 metric tons, half of the Philippines. Now, the intervening, I won't give you the numbers, but I'll give you the names. Philippines, India, Malaysia, China, Indonesia, Myanmar, Brazil, the outlier, Vietnam, Bangladesh, and Thailand. One non-Asian country, Brazil, and all the rest of the world doesn't compare to the Philippines. And we're the problem. From the LA Times. California bill would ban police dogs from arrests and crowd control, citing racial trauma. Two California lawmakers introduced AB 742 to end a deeply radicalized and harmful practice that has been a mainstay in America's history of racial bias and violence against black Americans and people of color. The use of police canines has inflicted brutal violence and lifelong trauma on black Americans and communities of color. So they're racist. They're racist. The dogs are racist. This bill marks a turning point in the fight to end this cruel and inhumane practice and build trust between the police and the communities they serve. Before I go on, over the past month, I've been posting every day a Black History Month newsflash on Twitter. Not very popular because I don't have a lot of friends. When I got rid of my Twitter account before, I lost everybody. and got like three people that read these, but that's okay. Every month, every day, I've posted a Black History Month newsflash. And everybody that has commented that isn't a friend of mine says I'm a racist, and they won't look at the numbers and simply say, there's a problem here. And I tell them every time, this is your legacy. What you are doing today is your legacy that they will say, this is our history of the past. And the things you're doing are appalling. 
How about the funny one? I won't read it next week, but how about the funny one? The uh, Black Lives Matter movement leader just found out that she's a descendant of white slave owners. She flipped. Well, she's no longer eligible for reparations, is she? Oh, it's so funny. I'm still laughing about it. Okay, here we go. Injuries caused by police canines made up nearly 12% of the police use of force incidents that led to serious injury or death statewide in 2021. Black and Latino people accounted for about two-thirds of the use of force cases involving canines, and they make up about two-thirds of criminals. criminals. The crimes being con- committed. That's just the way it is. The numbers match. From The Guardian, I posted those stats on Twitter as well. How many criminals? How many this? How many that? Okay. Guardian, Japan sees its number of islands double after a recount. They fixed their abacus. In the first survey of its kind for 35 years, the Geospatial Information Authority of Japan has totted up a total of 14,125 islands, 7,273 more than previously thought. Your homeland just got a lot bigger, baby. (laughs) From Mail Online, damning report reveals there are no students proficient in either math or reading. Remember last week I read you Baltimore, 23 school districts had nobody that was proficient in math. Nobody, not one. Listen to this. Damning report reveals there are no, they had to compete with Baltimore. They had to do it and they won. Damning report reveals there are no students. That means this, okay? No students proficient in either math or reading at 60 different public schools in Illinois. Lawmaker slams pandemic policies for serious academic decline. That's not it at all. The problem is that they're run by liberals. If you can't address the source of the problem, the problem will never be solved. They'll just keep throwing money at it. Okay, who said it? This is, I will give you a clue. This is a relative of mine, somebody I'm actually very closely related to. Liberals claim to want to give a hearing to other views but then are shocked and offended to discover that there are other views. <laughs> Anybody? William F. Buckley. Yes. Okay. I've got a uh, lesser here for you. Let's see if you can figure out what he's writing about. The economy's bad. That's no sweat. More Mongolian cash? Sure. You bet. Want a gambling thrill? For that, there is a bill to help get all the fiscal needs met. Good job, Les. Okay, uh, we got a bit of irony here for you. Before I give you that, I'd like to tell you that I announced Sergio and Rhoda in Israel's video last week. Okay, they just introduced it Sunday morning at the same time we were meeting. They went over 800,000 views this morning. So congratulations to them. 800,000 views. It's, they've been going up three, 4,000 an hour. So wonderful stuff. Uh, It's typical. He does quality work and he says, nobody's going to watch this. And I actually said he needs to be stoned as a false prophet because he said, I think it'll top out at 70,000. And when it got to 85,000, I sent him my uh, uh, email and I said, or a message, I said, um, uh, prepare for your stoning. Okay, it's a terrible world. We're having all kinds of terrible trials in it. We have conflicts with other people. Sometimes they're intentional, sometimes they're not. We go to bed and we have stressful days. 
uh, stressful nights because of events of the past week. We have things that tear us apart. We have things that make our lives miserable, and it's only added to by watching a lot of Prophecy Updates. I understand that. The only reason why I do these, there's two reasons. One, I want to keep you apprised of what's going on in the world, and two, the truth is I want people to watch the sermons, and this is my introduction when people click on a Prophecy Update to say, I want to know what that guy preaches, because I want people to get into the Word of God. If you're having troubles in your life, if you're having trials or sadnesses, the result is not going to be satisfactory if you go looking for it in a bar or in your neighbor's wife or in cutting off body parts. The result is going to come by applying the Word of God to your life. And so I would ask you to do that and to know that there is a better hope in this world than what we see every single week. Having said that, from the New York Post, this is not a title that catches you right away. I've got to give you a little, just a little background information so you see the irony. A California woman accidentally ran over and killed a man police said had been trying to steal her catalytic converter. The victim woke up from the sound, turned on the car, put the vehicle in reverse and felt a bump like she ran over something. If you're going to steal a catalytic converter, make sure nobody's in the car, okay? <laughs> Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.